I'm Brittany Hardin-Tangway, a manager with KPMG, and I am fascinated by the practice of transfer pricing and its impact on the global market. Join me each episode as I explore the transfer pricing world with specialists who will explain the ins and outs of this niche practice where tax meets economics. Well, Happy New Year, everyone, from Exploring Transfer Pricing. On December 29th, 2022, the Brazilian government issued a provisional measure to align Brazil's unique transfer pricing system with the OECD transfer pricing guidelines. This is particularly significant because, among other things, this legislation introduces the arm's length principle, which has historically been absent from the Brazilian transfer pricing rules into Brazilian transfer pricing rules. So if you're not completely familiar with what the arm's length principle is, I recommend listening to our previous episode titled, What is Arm's Length? It's a good place to start. So to talk more about what's happened, what we currently know, answering some of the common questions we're getting, why this is important, and more of what to expect, I'm joined by Brad Parker, principal from KPMG US based in Silicon Valley. He is our national transfer pricing leader for the technology industry and has previously been on the show before. Hey, Brittany. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks for coming back. You actually spent time in Brazil, so you have a particular interest and enthusiasm for this topic, huh? Yes. I spent some time in Brazil. I learned Portuguese. And so when I came back and had this career in transfer pricing, I thought someday Brazil is going to come around to the arm's length standard. And when that day comes, people are really going to need someone who speaks Portuguese and knows the arm's length standard. And so I thought, pick me. (laughs) I'm, (laughs) I'm ready. So anyway, this is an exciting time. This is exciting. You have perfectly positioned yourself for this moment, Brad, and I'm so happy you're here and that enthusiasm is going to rub off on all of us. And then we also are joined by Sebastian Hoffman, a senior manager based in Sao Paulo, Brazil, who is seconded from KPMG Germany. Welcome, Sebastian. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me. Well, you are perfectly situated, it seems, Sebastian, especially coming from KPMG Germany and your familiarity with the OECD guidelines. So KPMG Brazil and all of us are really happy to have you here to be that translator. So both interesting perspectives. Sebastian, give us an overview. What has happened in Brazil? What is this gift we received? Yes, of course. And it's kind of the late Christmas present given by the leaving president, Jair Bolsonaro. He, at the end of his term, signed a lot of provisional measures, medidas provisorias, which are a little bit more than draft laws, but we will get to this a little bit later. Some were already revoked by the new president, but one and a much expected one is the law aligning the Brazilian transfer pricing rules with the OECD guidelines. Could you tell us a bit about Brazil's historical regime? When was it introduced and what's it been like? Yeah, so Brazil introduced transfer pricing legislation in 97, quite unique system, strong tax accounting vibes, no economic analysis, nice, easy to apply, very high legal certainty for Brazilian taxpayers, and you were almost doomed to double taxation on the other end of the transaction. So it almost goes without saying, this is a huge change. Yeah, Brazil actually joined the OECD world, kind of, in the transfer pricing sense. If you read through the provisional measure, it's quite comprehensive and it's a really nice summary of the OECD guidelines translated in Portuguese with very little Brazil-specific things. So getting into more of what it is, Brad, is it really law? What do we know? I know you spent your holiday break looking at this. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of fun. So a medida provisoria in Brazil, it's a lot like an executive order. It does have the effect of law upon signing by the president, which happened on December 29th. So technically it is law, but the difference between this and an executive order in the US is 
in Brazil, this medida provisoria is temporary. So it's only good for 60 days and can be renewed for another 60 for a total of 120 days. So by the time this 120 days is over, for it to remain in law, it has to be passed by Congress. So if it is not passed by Congress, then it kind of just goes away and it's most likely will be as if it never passed and never happened. And then we'll be back to the old Brazilian transfer pricing laws. So it is expected and maybe a question for Sebastian. My understanding is it's expected that this will pass Congress, but there's certainly a chance that it won't. Sebastian, do you see it passing Congress? Yeah, I would expect Congress to pass it. I think that the understanding of transfer pricing in Brazil has kind of evolved within the tax authorities, but also within the parliament. And I think on a public event, an economic advisor from the current president's party was actually kind of mentioning that they are not against transfer pricing rules. And I think they will see the chance to actually levy more taxes or implement a taxation which is aligned with value creation, as we know it from the OECD context. So there's a lot in for all of them. So we would expect it. But of course, it's a political process. Things can change and there is a small chance that it doesn't go through. But there is one elephant in the room which is not named by a lot of the pundits. I think that was a decision not made in Brasilia but made in Washington, which kind of forced the Brazilian tax authorities to act. Ah, the relatively new U.S. foreign tax credit regulations. We'll come back to that in a few minutes. Brad, let's summarize the situation that got us here. Yeah, so then the dynamic is you have an outgoing right-wing president signing this kind of executive type order, which is temporary. And it's kind of like a request for a bill from Congress. And the dynamic now is he was outgoing. You have the left-leaning president who's coming in in Lula. And will his government pass it? And what you're saying is, even though there are two different political ideologies between the two, the new government isn't necessarily opposed to these things based on our understanding. So it doesn't seem like the new government would oppose it. And so it seems as though they would likely pass it. It's likely, yeah. Exactly. And there is maybe one thing that we should emphasize. OECD type transfer pricing rules and OECD membership became two different parts of the discussion. So we might see less steam behind joining the OECD from Brazil. But the transfer pricing rules are understood to be something that is well beyond the membership in the club of the industrialized countries. That's really well summarized. You know, I want to key in on something you said earlier, Sebastian, about almost certain double taxation. So, Brad, foreign tax credits for 2023, I mean, I think that's what's on people's minds right now. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. So this executive decree, it's applicable starting in 2023 as an optional kind of an opt-in process, and then it would be mandatory in 2024. The foreign tax credit rules that came out in the US called into question the creditability of taxes paid in Brazil because they didn't follow the arm's length standard. Now, if you are a taxpayer and you have the option, assuming this law is passed and made permanent, you'll have the option to apply the arm's length standard in 2023, and then it'll be mandatory in 24. But if you apply it in 2023, Will you get a foreign tax credit issue? That's still a discussion that a lot of people are having. So that's a really interesting discussion. And there will be future podcasts from our international tax team that will help guide taxpayers <laughs> through that. Great. Yeah. Like you said, these are things that are top of mind. But because this is still so relatively new and we lack a lot of certainty, it's something we need to continue to keep an eye on. 
Sebastian, can you speak to some of the other key issues that this change brings? Let's consider you need to opt for the OECD transfer pricing rules as a U.S.-based multinational. I think that for the Brazilian subsidiaries, a lot of work is upcoming because they need to kind of check the whole operational transfer pricing documentation process. The whole understanding of transfer pricing routes in Brazil is very mechanic, does not require economic rationale. And so it will be really interesting. And then you can see it's January and a lot of work upcoming. If we're talking about goods, they might already be in the container on the way to Brazil. So you need to adjust the pricing now looking forward if the company decides to make the change in 2023. It's really interesting. This is probably one of the single biggest, I would say, transfer pricing changes that we have witnessed in the world because Brazil is the eighth largest economy quite closed for a lot of time. So you would have companies which are functionally more complex, really interesting times, and also for for some of the U.S. multinationals here. Yeah, because it touches everything, right? In addition to asking the question of how are we going to document Brazilian transfer pricing going forward, there are planning opportunities. And I believe the advanced pricing agreements or APA, a way for taxpayers to get certainty on their transfer pricing. Some of those things have been mentioned and the treaty network for Brazil has historically been sort of limited globally. So this is a major change, right? And it seems that we still have a lot of questions unanswered. Yeah, and I think that the Brazilian tax authorities are also looking for a lot of answers. And we talked with them and they are quite sophisticated, very advanced on their understanding of the OECD guidelines. And if you look at the transfer pricing legislation, it's the 2022 OECD guidelines. So we have the DEMPI concept. DEMPI functions an acronym for development, enhancement, maintenance, protection, exploitations are actually the functions related to the economic ownership of intangible assets. We have all the financial transactions which have been incorporated last year. So this is like massive, but there is still so much that needs to be detailed, guidance to be given. This will like really be a very interesting year for Brazilian taxpayers. <laughs> and KPMG was... Brazil transfer pricing professionals, of course. <laughs> I would certainly say so. Brad, what should companies be doing now? Uh, one of the questions that I'm getting most from my clients is, hey, if this is law now, can I just go ahead and do it and apply it? I'm excited to finally have the arms length standard for Brazil and let's move forward. And I would just say, given it is a temporary provision, and even though it has the force of law right now, we look at tax years for a whole year. And so for you to change your transfer pricing policies now only to kind of backtrack on them in 120 days, if it were not to pass or something might not be the right approach. So there's a lot of things to be doing now. And I would just say, get all the ducks in a row so that when it does pass, you can pull the trigger on those things. There's transition planning. Do you opt in for 2023 or wait till 2024? What kind of planning opportunities are there in the meantime? You're going to have to start doing functional analyses in Brazil, which we never actually did before, right? There's benchmarking now, which you didn't have before. There's figuring out the pricing for your intercompany loans. There's operational transfer pricing. There's documentation now. There's, like you said, IPAs. A lot of different things to be thinking about. And so plenty to do right now, but I would say get those all ready and then be ready to pull that trigger coming up here in the next couple of months. And to emphasize again, all of this is contingent upon whether or not this draft legislation becomes confirmed by the Brazilian Congress. So we could get another surprise later in the year. So we'll stay tuned. 
Well, this is great. Well, cheers to new adventures and explorations. It looks like we'll all be going to South America to continue. This exploration will be like an Amazonian river trip, really, you know, <laughs> with plenty That's of surprises. Tough. Sounds good to me. <laughs> a lot of caipirinha, I hope. <laughs> Excellent. Well, happy new year to you both. Thanks again for joining me and look forward to continuing this conversation. Plenty more to talk about. Thank you so All much. Right. Yeah, thanks, Brittany. Thanks for joining me on this adventure in transfer pricing. See you next time. <laughs>